Well, over Thanksgiving, I had the chance to visit my sister and her family, including my three little nieces. And uh, shortly after I arrived, Corey and Reagan, the two oldest, four and two respectively, started to ask me if I wanted to play hide-and-go-seek with them. And so, like any good uncle, I said, absolutely I do. And so the game began, and I closed my eyes, and the count countdown kicked off, and my nieces ran off excitedly to go and hide, and then I announced loud and clear, ready or not, here I come. I opened my eyes, and at that precise moment, I learned that my nieces are terrible at this game. I mean, they are so bad at hiding. Because when I turned around, I literally saw them, like, immediately. I mean, they were even sort of, like, sticking their heads out, you know, behind the couch. They were like, oh, I wonder if he sees us. They were both barely hidden, right? And it was hilarious. But like any good uncle should do, I proceeded to pretend not to see them, searching high and low, where could they possibly be, until finally, I came. And I found them. And my nieces erupted in giggles, okay? And it was amazing. It was so much fun. What struck me about that experience, though, was this. My little nieces were so filled with joy to be found. They were so ready. They were so excited and so happy when I finally unearthed, to their shock, their well-hidden hiding place, their guarded hiding spot. Turns out they wanted to be found all along. And maybe that's the entire point of Advent. Maybe that's the reason for this season of watching and waiting for Jesus to finally come. Perhaps we're all supposed to become more and more like my little nieces. So excited and so joyful just to be found by the God who loves us. Throughout the entire Bible, God has spoken very clearly to his people. Ready or not, here I come. He promised to come 2,000 years ago in a little manger. He promised to come again at the end of the world, riding on the clouds of heaven. He also promised to come each and every day in every single present moment to be with us always, even to the end of the age. He's right over there in that tabernacle. He's about to come right here on this altar. He's about to come into your mouth in the Eucharist. And yet, in a hundred million different ways, we're all still so dang busy trying to hide from him, aren't we? We're still cowering behind the bushes, just like Adam and Eve once did in that garden so long ago. Our first reading from the prophet Isaiah said, You have hidden your face from us, O God. But really, we're the ones doing most of the hiding here. And guess what? We are also terrible. We're terrible at playing hide-and-go-seek with God. I mean, we are so bad at this game. Why do I say that? Well, because God sees our hiding spots immediately. He instantly recognizes where we are trying to hide. He knows our sins. He knows our patterns. He knows our habits. He knows the masks that we really like to hold up and hide behind. He sees all of our, quote, polluted rags, as that first reading put it. He knows that we've all become like withered leaves and that our guilt carries us away like the wind. God sees all of that at a glance. 
And while we might think that we're pretty well hidden, we absolutely are not. But here's the good news of Advent. Jesus is coming. He's on his way to come and find us. And so the question becomes, do we want to be found? Do we want to be found? Are we maybe, somewhere at least, a little bit afraid of what Jesus might find when he discovers our own preferred little hiding place? Do we at least, in some corner of our hearts, dread his coming? Or could we become a little bit more like my nieces, who when they are finally found by the one who loves them, erupt in joyful little giggles? Are we relieved when we see him coming? Do we trust God our Father enough to let him come and find us in the person of Jesus Christ, his Son? Ready or not, here he comes. You know that phrase, Jesus is coming, reminds me of one of my all-time favorite moments in, you guessed it, the Lord of the Rings. When in the middle of the final battle, when everything seemed lost, one of the little hobbits looks up into the sky and he suddenly starts crying out with joy. And he says, the eagles are coming. The eagles are coming. And then the great big eagles swoop down out of nowhere and they save the day. That scene perfectly captures what I'm trying to communicate here. That kind of relief, that wonder, that overflowing joy of knowing that help is on the way, that we are not alone, that we have been found, and everything is about to change. J.R.R. Tolkien even came up with his own word to describe this sort of experience. He calls it a eucatastrophe. There's your new vocab term for tonight. Eucatastrophe. It literally means good disaster. Good disaster. That sounds kind of weird, huh? Well, what he means is that it's that pivotal moment in a story when there is a sudden change of fate for the better, a resolution, a happy turn. For, for a eucatastrophe to really mean something, for the full weight of it to be felt, it can only happen at that precise moment when things couldn't possibly look any worse, when the night couldn't be any darker, and the situation couldn't be any more desperate. It's only at that bleak, apparently hopeless moment when everything changes. When all of a sudden, against all odds, the victory is suddenly secured, and something new, something amazing, something very good breaks in, and the tide turns, the momentum swings. That's what the incarnation of Jesus did for us and for all of humanity. This is the mystery that we meditate on during this holy season of Advent. God sent his son to dwell among us and take on our lowly flesh to hide his divinity within the form of a weak little baby. O come, O come, Emmanuel. What a beautiful catastrophe the incarnation is. What a good disaster. As St. Paul put it into the, in the second reading tonight, God is faithful. Think about this. The world before the incarnation was darkened by sin. Heaven was closed shut to us. We were out. We were enemies of God. The devil held us captive to sin. 
and all of humanity was weary and heavy burdened by thousands of years of hopelessness. But as Father John Ricardo likes to say, God wanted his world back. God wanted his world back, and so he did something about that. And at that lowest point, at the darkest hour, a new message broke forth. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Upon those who lived in a land of gloom, a light has shone. You have brought them abundant joy and great rejoicing. For a child is born to us. A son is given to us. To put this message into Lord of the Rings terminology, the eagles are coming. Jesus is coming. He already came once to Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, but he's coming into the world again. Next stop, that altar. But at the end of time, the Son of Man will come, and you do not know when that time will be, Jesus tells us in the gospel today. Today marks the one-year anniversary of when we learned for the very first time that Father Joe got sick last year. This, was, this is the one-year anniversary of learning that he was sick. And as terrible and unexpected as that trial was, I do believe that somehow he was ready. He was prepared for that moment. And so we need to be prepared as well whenever Jesus comes. So don't get caught sleeping. Don't get caught taking a nap. Imagine taking a nap at the most important moment of history. When, when Jesus returns. Imagine that. Imagine being in a state of mortal sin when the world begins to melt away and the king of the universe finally comes. What a shame that would be. What a waste. What a tragedy. That's just a disaster. That's not a good disaster. That's just a total disaster. That's the only tragedy in life, right? To not be a saint. So don't do that. <laughs> Make sure to get yourself to confession this Advent. The church asks us, to go at least once a year, at bare minimum. There are lots of penance services on the calendar in our area. And so make it a point. Make sure you get out there. We owe to Jesus and to ourselves to be ready, to watch, to be alert. Your salvation is near. You're about to be found by God. Ready or not, here he comes. <laughs>